And one more thing is, I think that most writers just don't realize they can be themselves when they write. I think they just look and see what's out there. That's how everybody starts. They look and see what's out there and they just copy what's out there. That's kind of how everybody, I mean, it works like that in SEO too. You see who's ranking number one and you just copy what they're doing. Yeah. So like a lot of SEOs will be like, oh, we need an article on the benefits of vitamin D. Here's the number one article. Just copy this. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Kevin Mang. Kevin has been quite famous in the SEO community with his web copy masterclass course, where he was featured on IMG Academy and also Authority Hackers and the affiliate so today we're going to dive in how to become a better copywriter that converts super high on affiliate websites and what are the key components that you as a writer have to implement or delegate if you are a business owner. Kevin has also traveled all around the world this year to give talk about how to implement ChatGPT into your sales writing and how to use AI to your best benefit and what are the common mistakes that people do when they use artificial intelligence. Kevin is going to be one of our speakers at the SEO Mastery Summit. So if you want to meet him in person, make sure you get your tickets today at the SEOMasterySummit.com. Now, let's not wait any further and let's get into the video. Hi, everyone. And hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? It's awesome to have you finally on my podcast. I know. Yeah, it's my fault for not responding for like six months. <laughs> right. But we got Kevin Mang here, who is one of the best copywriters I know. Thanks. And sometimes I joke like, <laughs> oh, in your Facebook group, like, hey, nice, cop awesome copywriters. And then Kevin. Yeah. Does that mean they're better than me? Or does that mean that yeah. I'm better than them? I don't Maybe know if you it's a compliment or not. Well. Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. So how did you get into copywriting in the first place? Uh, oof, Long story. So I was teaching English in the Czech Republic. I was there for like, I was there a couple years. I taught for like one year and I was always editing my students' papers and obviously like correcting their English. And uh, I'd always been a writing tutor. Like I helped, you know, for the little while I was in college, I helped people to write. And uh, sometimes I did book reports for them for money. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I was just, I wasn't doing too well at teaching. I wasn't, you know, wasn't really working hard. And uh, it was always like freezing cold in the mornings when I went to school. And I was like, I got to find a way to make money writing. So I just Googled, how do I make money writing online? And I found Location Rebel. And on Location Rebel, this guy, Kevin Cole, he wrote uh, an article like how to make money SEO content writing. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I made a profile. I made some samples. He actually helped me edit them. I, I emailed him and he responded, which was super cool. Um, and uh, he helped me edit them. And then, yeah, from there, I just started emailing uh, SEO companies and they eventually started giving me work. And then it just kind of kind of took off from there. Yeah, I went content writing and then more into copywriting, you know, like sales pages and uh, emails and eBooks and stuff. So could you share with us one of your case studies where your client got like crazy conversions because of your copy? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think the one that really like kind of set me off, this was like 2018. I don't mean like set me off like anger. I mean, uh, I rewrote something for Carl's website. This was years ago. I, I think it was 2018. And we were talking about it. And he was like, you should write a story in the beginning because stories convert better. And I always thought it was a good storyteller, I guess, you know, so I wrote something and he didn't, I don't think he really liked it that much. So we rewrote things uh, according to his, uh, the way he liked it. And then we got results. I remember waking up to like a, a message and he was like, dude, check this out. And there was a graph and I still have the graph like screenshot of all this, the numbers just going crazy. And I was like, wow, it really worked. So when I got into copywriting, I kind of noticed that with content writing, it's actually the same thing, right? Like you're, you're, it is because you're always selling something, right? You're always selling, 
Like for example, if you have a blog on what are the benefits of vitamin D, you might be trying to get somebody to sign up for your newsletter. You might be, you might just want them to spend more time on page and click, right? That's a good metric for Google. Uh, maybe you have an affiliate product you're going to send them to. You're always selling something, even if it's informative content, right? And the whole goal of copywriting is, is to keep people on the page, make it easy for them to read, get them excited, build your brand, sell products, you know? And I, so I was thinking like, what if I took these copywriting principles that I learned for sales pages and all this stuff and applied it to like the blogs, you know, you know, concise writing, powerful writing, emotions, storytelling, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it was one of Carl's sites that I started doing that on. And he kind of helped me through different things. And uh, eventually, yeah, we started seeing the results and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I did not expect to see results like that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It was cool. I love when, um, if you guys follow Kevin on Facebook, then he always shares uh, his results and his students' results too. And, but now not only are you like teaching, but you also go into conferences. Like, can you share with us how this year? Has this year has been, uh, insane and I will never, ever go to this many conferences again. Um, well, I have, no, okay, no, it's so been great. Not, I'm just being, been? I've been, I've, that's just me being super sarcastic. Um, well, I started this year in, uh, in Chiang Mai. I was here for a couple days in January, I went to Saigon and then I was in Dubai, England, US, Estonia, Czech Republic, Dubai again, Philippines, Saigon, and now Chiang Mai again. Yeah. And I think I stopped over in Latvia for a little bit and um, yeah, just been doing a lot of conferences. I did uh, Saigon SEO, Chiang Mai SEO, uh, Birmingham, Estonia, and uh, actually that's it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not too bad then. That's Oh, Philippines. Yeah. So that's five. Yeah. So which conference uh, did you enjoy the most and why? Uh, Estonia. And you were yeah. a speaker there, right? I was, uh, because it was like my first real speaking gig. So part of it was like nerve wracking. I thought I was going to like, you know, pass out on stage, but uh, that might've been the alcohol, but um, uh, it was, it was fun though. Once you're up on like the scariest thing about speaking is the month leading up to your speaking when you're like, oh, is my topic good enough? Have I paired enough? Are people going to hate me? Does my beard look good? Like all this different stuff. Right. But once you're up there, it's like, it's so it's easy. Yeah. You know? Once you're up there, especially Estonia was like maybe 200 people. And I think I knew everybody. Mm -hmm. So it was like, almost like you're hanging out with friends, you know? Yeah. And the event was like just 10 out of 10, uh, Carl and Kyle and, and all of them put on a really great event. It was awesome. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this far into the video. And if you'd like to meet Kevin in person and ask him about sales copy, copywriting, and just in general, how to use AI for your best benefit, join the SEO Mastery Summit from April 7th to 11th, right in the center of Ho Chi Minh City. It's going to be an epic party with 400 SEOs and online entrepreneurs just like you networking and partying in Vietnam. So get your tickets today because we are increasing prices at the end of every single month. And now let's get back to the episode. Okay. Yeah. And in your presentations, what are like the key things that you've been teaching over the year, especially like you are a copywriter, but mm -hmm. you know, we all know that AI has been writing yeah. really fast. So um, I know that your presentation was kind of a combination of the two. Like, could you tell the audience <clears throat> what, what your key points are? Yeah. Um, so everything I've done this year, like, so my, my talk in Estonia, in Philippines, and uh, my workshops have all been about AI. There's really no way around it. I wish I could talk about something else, but nobody wants to hear about anything else. So um, it's really been about how to one, humanize AI, and two, improve the quality of your, your AI. Because I think that most people still don't know how to use it. Uh, I think that a lot of SEOs, they, they don't quite get what AI content is. They think that AI content is a writer, but it's not. It's more of like a scribe. It's more of like 
like a writing tool that helps you put the words down, you still have to tell it what to do and how to do it and uh, what you want it to sound like, what kind of inspiration to take, what, what things to elaborate on, where to add value. There's a lot of directions you have to give AI that a lot of people, look, everybody wants to skip steps. You know, everybody wants this magic machine that just makes a perfect blog article for them. Hey, ChatGPT, write me the benefits of vitamin D now, you know, but that's not really how it works, right? You can't, uh, so the analogy that I always use is like, think of like an autopilot. Just because you have autopilot in a airline doesn't mean you can fly the plane. Like, you know, you have to be a pilot. I actually was researching this yesterday for my, for my course. Like um, a civilian has never, ever landed a commercial airline using the autopilot. Uh, I hate to bring this up, but the, the planes always crash. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not a good thing. Uh, so but the thing is like, that's it. Just because you have the autopilot doesn't mean you can fly the plane. You have to train for a long time to be able to fly a plane. It's the same thing with AI. Like just because you have AI doesn't mean you can write. Like you have to be, a, you don't have to be a writer. You have to know good writing. And yes. once you do, then it's actually really easy to write articles with AI. So that's what my talks have been about. Like basically like the, the basics of good writing and how to apply that to AI, especially ChatGPT. I love that. <clears throat> I really love that. One of the first uh, online marketing courses I took was your copywriting course. Now that was before yeah, ChatGPT. Yeah. So good old days. Yeah. <laughs> it was good old days. Um, I got into SEO and then I was like, <clears throat> how can I make more money? Cause like being a low level SEO is not giving more money, mm -hmm. giving me much, but if I can combine it with the writing or something, mm -hmm. then I get more. And then uh, with your course, I got to learn how to write faster and better. Mm -hmm. And as a result, my next question is though, like why do most people suck at writing, especially on the internet? Even even people with like bachelor and master degrees of like yeah. literature and history, they kind of have a shitty writing on the internet. Why? Yes, because so I think that people don't realize that writing itself is like a totally different skill than just being like smart and educated at something. Like I've written for doctors and lawyers and professors and even they can't really write, you know, sometimes, I mean, professors probably can, but like, you'd be surprised at how bad their writing is. I think the reason is that writing is a its own skill. It's like separate than just being educated and smart. Just because you're educated about something doesn't mean you can write about it. And um, I think most people conflate the two when, when in reality, like copywriting especially is a totally different discipline. Um, and I think that nobody really has, okay, so even further back, let's, let's just boil it down. Anyone who can type keys and like in a language that they're proficient in can write something, right? The barrier to entry is very low. So people can think, people think that, oh, look, I just wrote this. And then they compare it to what else they see online. And what they see online is also trash and AI is trash. So they're like, oh, my writing looks like that. That's what's out there. So my, I must be a writer, you know? And, um, I think that's, I think that could be further from the truth. I I'm not like to bring anybody down. Um, so there's a lot of reasons for it too. Like nobody really gets real writing training. Everybody writes essays in school. So they take this journalistic style tone that they learn in school and uh, they, they apply it to web content. Yeah. But like, let's, let's circle back there to remind everybody how does that essay writing looks like? So it's basically a wall of text. Yeah. It's a wall of text. It's very dry. It's very academic. It's full of big words. Cause everybody's like, you know, like when you're a kid, you're trying to like impress the teacher. So you're using like big words. You know, you're, you're just like, oh, a tale of two cities is indubitably among the finest, not, you know, like just super douchey stuff. And I think that people kind of transpose that into web content, you know? So they'll be writing about like top five note-taking apps for college students. And they'll be like, among the finest of note-taking apps, there is one called Apple note-taking. And it's like, dude, it's note-taking apps. Relax, man. We don't have to talk like this, <laughs> you know? So I like that. Like, yeah, that's how they talk though. You but know? that's how AI also writes because yeah. like AI is like taking what's on the web right. and yeah. what's on the web 
80% is like this dry writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, it's, it's ironic because a lot of like human writers will say like, oh, AI writes such bad content. I'm like, yeah, it writes bad content because you write bad content <laughs> and it's copying you, you know, <laughs> like uh, if you type in benefit, write me benefits of vitamin D to chat GPT, it's going to take all of the stuff that's out there and it's more or less going to rearrange it. Like, I don't know how the language model works, obviously, but like it's more or less just because it's AI, it's not create, it's not analyzing things on its own and, and, and uh, coming up with its own thing, you know, at least not yet. I hope it's like, it's just taking what's out there, analyzing what's out there and kind of regurgitating it to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, well, some people can be very good academic writers. Like, you know, they can write uh, white papers and all these like scientific papers, essays, whatever you have you, but it doesn't translate to web content, especially like I said before, I think web content and copywriting are almost the same thing in, in my book. So you, that's the reason why you see so many people write things like, Hey, um, should I take vitamin D for uh, scurvy? Uh, I don't know if that's actually what vitamin D is for, but should I take vitamin D for scurvy? And then they'll write vitamin D is a vitamin that's found in your body. And it's also in the sunlight and it's in bananas. And it's cause like, that's like an academic style intro, right? Like if you were to write an essay on vitamin D, you would start the essay that way. So they think, oh, that's how I did it in school. That's how I'm going to do it in this web content. But the thing is with web content, people are searching with intent and they're at a different, you know, spot in the awareness cycle or in the buying cycle or whatever you want to call it. They don't really need to know those things. They already know those, right? Exactly. Um, so that's the reason for this kind of disconnect between good web content and uh, most people's writing. And one more thing is I think that most writers just don't realize they can be themselves when they write. I think they just look and see what's out there. That's how everybody starts. They look and see what's out there and they just copy what's out there. That's kind of how everybody, I mean, it works like that in SEO too. You see who's ranking number one and you just copy what they're doing. Yeah. So like a lot of SEOs will be like, oh, we need an article on the benefits of vitamin D. Here's the number one article. Just copy this, you know? Mm -hmm. So writers don't realize that they should be themselves and um, they should have more personality and be more fun and things like that. There's a lot of things that in play out there. All right. Okay. So it's a yeah. recap uh, in order to write a good web content and to separate yourself from the academic writing. First of all, like have a searcher intent in mind. Yep. Second, get rid of the the very academic words. Exactly. Tone Don't, it down. Right at like down. a fifth, sixth, seventh grade level maximum. Maximum. Yeah. And make it shorter. Would that be? I would say make it more like concise because the human brain. Okay. So let's compare it to academic writing. Somebody who comes to like academic writing is probably getting paid to read those things, you know, like a teacher or some other scientist or researcher or whatever. So they got nothing better to do all day, but sit there and read your, your bullshit, right? If somebody Googles benefits of vitamin D, they have a million options to choose from, right? They're not getting paid. They're looking for answers and the human brain cannot really we're skimming when we're on the internet we can't we can't really digest all that information right you have to write very simply and the, the more simply that you write the easier it is for your audience to digest their brain's not going to get tired they're not going to click away they're not going to be like oh this is too hard i'm going to click back and go do something else, like you know? Yeah. So you want to make it as simple as possible. And even like, so I get this a lot from students of mine. Uh, hey, I'm in the legal niche or I'm a, I'm in the health niche and I want to sound really authoritative. You know, shouldn't I be writing very complex stuff? No, you should not. You should be writing very straightforwardly, very simply. You are not your audience. Your audience, if you're in the legal niche, just because you're a lawyer doesn't mean your audience is, is a, are our lawyers, Yeah. right? They're just normal people with no legal expertise, right? So they need something very simple. Um, so yeah, write simply and concisely. Hi, if if you listen to this part, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email on my website. Now let's get back to the episode. What yeah. were your most complicated niches that you had to write for? Oh God. Um, crypto? No, because normally the stuff I was writing, like when I was doing some crypto stuff back in like 2017, it was more just like, what exchange 
page is best or is Coinbase legal or who are the Winklevoss twins or something like that. It wasn't like, how does the blockchain work? You know, I had one crazy client like way back in 2015 when I worked for a, a marketing agency, he invented his own like his own like system of thinking and he created like a software based around this like system of thinking he had where he, it's so complicated. I'm not, I'm not doing it justice here, but like he asked, he had like different, like a ladder of questions to ask to get to like the absolute truth of something. And he created this software and he's like, all right, here's this tool. Find like truth of the universe with it. And I was like, dude, what do you want from me? Like I'm a content writer. I was like, I'm not, uh, I am not, uh, I'm not agent Smith, man. I have no idea what's going on here. But how is it related to a marketing agency? Uh, he, so I was working for blue hat marketing at the time, which is like a, uh, um, an SEO agency out of Montreal. He was one of their clients. So they were doing SEO for him and I had to write the blogs and I was in like direct contact with all of my, you know, I had like a few of their clients were assigned to me. I was the content writer there. So I had like direct one-to-one -one conversations with them. And he was trying to explain to me his like thinking system. It was like something based off of like logic, you know, like philosophical logic, which I don't, you know, care about. And I was like, dude, I think we're not on the same page right now. <laughs> I, like, I can't do this. I have no idea. <laughs> the dude was just on another level. Yeah, I was like, all right, not happy. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. CRMs. That was a good one. Um, yeah, there's been a couple complex niches out there. Mm -hmm. What are the three most important things that a good copywriter must? Three. Uh, oof, Top three. Number one, good copywriter. Um, it's not about you. It's about the reader. So stop trying to impress yourself and impress your clients and stop using big words and think about the reader when you're writing, because I think most writers, their goal is to like fill the page. Like their goal is to get like a surfer score of 90, which is a good thing. Like you want a good surfer score, but they forget about the reader. They only think about themselves. They think about the client and they think about the article. And they're like, how do I finish this article and make my client happy and get the money and go to the bar or whatever I'm going to do for the rest of the day, you know? But you really need to think about the person who's going to be reading the article. And if you're doing like, um, you know, vitamin D is not a good example, but let's say you're doing best hiking boot, right? I always use this example. You're doing best hiking boot. The person who's Googling best hiking boot wants to buy a hiking boot. They probably have something planned with their friends. They want to have a good time. You need to, you need to give them not only enough information to make a decision, but the right information, you know? And a lot of writers will sit there and be like, oh, the Annie Huang hiking boot 10 million is a great hiking boot. It's really durable and it looks really nice. Okay, buy it, you know? And because they're just trying to get it done with. They want to get paid. They're not thinking about the reader that's behind the article. You know, when I write something I'm like that, I'm like, I pretend that I'm trying to buy a hiking boot and I've got this big day planned, you know, and like, I, what would I want to read? What was, what would get me to buy? And then, I, so I might say something like the reason I love this boot is because it's super durable. Uh, it's super durable because it's got all of these different, uh, inner mechanisms with leather and, uh, it's got a great midsole. And, you know, if you take it out on, onto the hiking track, your feet are going to be super comfy. You're not going to get blisters. You're not going to get, uh, foot rash, you're not going to get all these things. Just trying to think about what would I want to hear as the reader, you know? So yeah, put in the extra effort to give them more information, more helpful information, paint them a picture of what their life is going to be like with that product. I, I think that's a great thing to do all the time. Um, it really just comes down to effort. Start putting in more effort. Don't be, don't be lazy and don't be defensive, you know, take feedback. That's super important. I was like, I was weird in that. I love the feedback. Like, I'm not saying I love like punishment or anything, but like, I just love, <laughs> yeah, I just love the, the feedback because I wanted to get better, you know, and uh, I really wanted to get better. I wanted to kind of advance in my career more. So take feedback. Don't get so defensive. Like uh, I train a lot of writers and the writers who are successful, they take feedback. You know, sometimes they push back at me when they're like, hey, I think this or I think that, which is fine. But the ones who get like super defensive and they're they're like, oh, well, you know, I think I did a good job here and you're just being difficult. And it's just like, all right, fired. I was pretty bad like a couple of years ago. I lost some clients because I had some choice words. Um, I'm really nice now. If anybody wants 
me to train their writers. I'm super nice. I've been to like, you know, therapy, you know, therapy for it. It's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, take feedback, get as, uh, as much feedback as you can. It's super important. Uh, and three, this is for copywriters, not new marketers, right? Yeah. Either. Okay. Well, let's just, you don't have to sound like everybody else. Write like you talk, be fun, be different. Don't just look at what's ranking and think, oh, I want to sound like this. Sound like yourself. You know, people want to connect with real, authentic, legit brands. You know, nobody wants to read. Well, not nobody, but like 95% of people don't want to read academic bullshit. They don't want that. It's boring. Right. Um, so when you're writing about a topic, make sure you sound like you would actually sound when you're talking about that topic. Like I had a client before that had like a yoga website and their, their avid Tar was like a 26 year old single mom in New York. And if you read the, if you read the content though, it was like, if you've ever heard of yoga, you know, that yoga is a very popular, um, you know, sport from India. And it's like, this doesn't sound like person you're claiming to be, you know? So if you had, you know, you want to sound like you're supposed to sound when you're talking about a topic, you don't want to sound academic, you know? So legal content, you want to sound like a lawyer, you know, yoga content, you want to sound like a yoga, you know, hiking content, you got to sound like an outdoors person. So go to YouTube, listen to real people talking about those topics, see how they sound and emulate that, you know, sound like a real person. Don't sound like ChatGPT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Great. I think I've learned so much about <clears throat> that as well and how to balance, like to basically balance AI because I still use AI to speed things up, but, mm. uh, when it comes to the evaluation process, you know, it is still very important like, what is this article for? Mm-hmm. Is this to like you know, help the brand? Is this just for, you know, it's like a shitty content that we actually need to test. Maybe yeah. it's a test material, then fine. Yeah. But to actually convert and get the results that you got. Yeah. We still need to put in the extra effort and the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that AI is, is great, especially in the SEO industry, because like so much content in, in the SEO world is like just content for the sake of content, you know, like as a commodity, you just have the article to fulfill that keyword, uh, requirement or like, you know, you want to get topical authority or whatever. It's not really, some content doesn't even need to be read by readers. It might get no traffic. You just have it, you know, to fulfill that that requirement, right? Yeah. So I think AI is good for that. I also think AI is good if you're, you know, you just want to get inspiration um, or maybe your site's new and you're not ranking yet. And you're like, why don't I just get 20 or 30 articles up now and see if it ranks, you know? And then if it does rank, you can go back and, you know, start editing things or putting in more effort with a human. Um, So I think AI is great. You just need to be, you know, diligent. You can't just like, it's not like a one click thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even good tools like surfer or auto blogging, I think they're great, uh, especially since they save you so much time, you know, but you still need to edit for sure. Okay. For sure. So apart from the writing and copywriting and your career, I also know that you're very passionate about, you know, freelance life mm-hmm. and the working online. Could you like tell us about that? Yeah. Um, what about it? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> you, uh, why do you want to in the future create a channel around it? And you mentioned that you later <clears throat> want to start maybe a podcast around this topic. What led you to uh, this okay. type of idea? Well, so that goes all the way back to like when I was a kid. So my dad is a truck driver and so he was always on the road. Uh, I mean, he was home a lot. I'm not like, Oh, he abandoned. He was always, he was home a lot, but like he was on the road a lot and I would always go with him. Um, when I, so around when I was like 11 or 12, I started going with him. But even before that, like sometimes he would take my sister and we would just jump in the truck and we would go. And, uh, I think it's like a genetic thing because my grandmother used to like pile all of the family into the car 
and they would just drive, you know, like we're very strange people. It's like, almost like we're like, you know, like just constantly on the road, you know? Okay. And uh, I've seen almost every state. I haven't been to Alaska, Hawaii yet. So those are on the, those are on the list. We went around Canada. We've been around all the US. So I've just always been on the road, you know? And I've, I've always been kind of, you know, every time I was like in, you know, in a job or started in school or something, I was like, I just don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else. You know, how do I travel in Europe? How do I go to Asia? How do I do all this stuff? So freelancing was what, you know, that's really one of the main catalysts for me trying to, to work online is I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to level up my career and I wanted freedom. I hate being on a schedule. It's just not how my brain works. Uh, I was late for this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I was like 30 minutes late. Uh, not my fault. No. Uh, the clocks don't work here in Thailand. It's not how life works. Um, so yeah, I'm just not good at schedules. I hate being stuck somewhere. Um, so I've always just been, how do I get to the next place? You I know? love that. So yeah. basically, you know, but I, I mean, I know that you are not the only one who kind of strives for this lifestyle, but yeah. I think many people who may, may be listening to this trying to find an online life where yeah. they can be always on the road or train. Yeah. And what would be your advice to them if you could just talk to them now, like, hey, if you want to get out of your scheduled nine to five, maybe start here. Okay. Well, I would say you only need, well, first of all, it's a lot easier than you think it is. That's, that's what I would say. Um, that's number one. Number two, I would say you only need one skill. And sometimes you don't even need a skill skill. Like you could be like just an assistant to somebody or an apprentice. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. I got no zero skills. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I promise you. But, um, yeah, like you don't necessarily need one, like you don't need to be like up to be a freelance writer right away. You know, maybe you come in as like an assistant. Maybe you're doing sales. Maybe, maybe you're just answering emails. I don't know. You know, maybe, uh, you know, but, uh, so maybe like you're doing like skill. chat support or something, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people doing that. Um, you just need to get it, your foot in the door. Right. And then once you're in, you can start learning a lot of different things, you know? So for me, like I've kind of just stuck to content writing and copywriting cause it's what I'm good at. But along the way, like I've gotten the affiliate lab, I've gotten authority hacker. Now I'm working with blog growth engine. I've learned so much about SEO. If I actually had any focus in my life, I would be able to create my own sites. I, I just don't care enough. Um, I now have a lot of knowledge about creating a YouTube channel and creating sites and helping to build funnels now for people. These are things that I never thought I would be doing eight, eight nine, 10 years ago when I got started. Um, so yeah, getting your foot in the door is just about finding the skill and connections, obviously super important. Um, I think I'm probably more qualified to talk about freelance writing though. And I would say like freelance writing, set up your profile, get a decent professional looking headshot, find your niche. Don't just, cause like, this is a complicated answer, but now Google is evolving like these, like, old school like content sites are going to slowly die out what's happening now is like more legitimized businesses with specialized writers good good content uh so find a niche it doesn't matter if it's like fitness medical cannabis i don't care crypto find it and set up your profile and set up your linkedin put on your facebook hey i'm this kind of writer and just start reaching out to people facebook LinkedIn, cold email, whatever. If you have to take free work, do it. I offer to write for free. Um, and that's it. Get your foot in the door. Love it. Yep. Thank you. All right. Yep. So my final question is like, now that we have reflected on all your experience and knowledge and wisdom, what is your number one advice for people who might want to get into online? Into online market. Okay. Um, Just one thing. Well, foot in the door is the most important part, but I would say find a way to, you have to find a way to differentiate yourself because there are so many people doing this now and Upwork sucks. Fiverr sucks. Facebook groups are really hard. Job boards are really hard. I mean, it's not really hard. You can still find work. I don't want to sound like I'm like, 
you know, doomsday prophesying here, but um, got to find a way to differentiate yourself and, and, and ride, get your platform up there. It's all about that platform. When you just start out in the game, you're, you're down. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, you got to find a way to differentiate yourself and raise that platform. Because when you just start out, you're here, you're at the bottom, right? And you're fighting for all the low paying work. You're trying to get your foot in the door. You're trying to make a name for yourself. It's hard. What is going to set you apart from all the other freelancers uh, or other marketers or whoever else, right? And that could be something like a podcast. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a Facebook group. It could be an ebook that you put out. It could be a case study that you put out. I wish I had paid more attention to this stuff. I was just so complacent and lazy because work was coming my way. I had, I got the right connections from living here in Chiang Mai. And like just a lot of SEO people were like, they didn't want to go looking for a writer. And they just knew like, oh, okay, Kevin's a writer. And he a little bit kind of has his life together kind of. So maybe we'll give him more work. Um, so that was kind of easy for me. It was getting to the next level that was really hard. And uh, that took a long time. And I kind of wish that I had, if I could go back and do it again, I would stop scraping and clawing to find new clients. And instead I would work on raising that platform up, publish case studies, uh, publish an ebook. Maybe you can even build a funnel around it, like how to write high converting content, you know, say if you're a content writer or whatever, or how to use Notion, how to set up a Notion board ebook and build a funnel around that. And you'd be surprised, you know, grow that email list, YouTube channel, podcast. You can even make Loom videos. I did that for clients back in the day and they were like, wow, nobody's ever made me a video. Uh, one cool hack that I use for like copywriting is when you see an ad on Facebook and you click the ad and the landing page is absolute shit. I just make a Loom video making fun of the person who published that. I really do. <laughs> I'm like, how could you publish something that's so bad? <laughs> How could you do this? This is pathetic. Um, and and they reached out to you. You'd be surprised at how many people are like, "Oh, I just outsourced it to somebody I didn't even I didn't even know." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. This is amazing tip how to get a great yeah, client. This is. is amazing. It's I very never heard of this. It's very unscrupulous, but uh, I'm not lying though. I, and I, again, I, I'm just, I'm being comedic here. I'm not that bad. What I do is I, I I make a Loom video saying, hey, I looked at your landing page and I got to say, I'm sorry, but it's it's just not that good. Here's what's wrong with it. You missed this. You missed that. You missed this. You missed that. I'm not like, oh, this is so bad. I was just joking around there, but um, I definitely kind of do a little tear it apart thing and uh, you'd be surprised at how many people contact you. Love it. I even had one guy contact me saying, I know it's really bad, but I don't have any money. So I'm just going to leave. Shouldn't be running ads then, but that's yeah. just, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, whatever. Business choices mm -hmm. are just still just choices. I say that's life. It's just money. Yeah. So, all right. Um, last thing before we say goodbye is, uh, talk about your course. Um, you have the web copy masterclass, yep. I know, but you're also working on something new right now. Yeah. So I've got the copywriting course, like the content writing, copywriting, whatever you want to call it. That's like the main course. Uh, that's all about how to write like really good info content, really good, uh, product reviews, all like the, the, I got some case study stuff in there. Um, and then the new one I'm working on, in, uh, is an AI course. And that's all about how to humanize AI, how to get better chat GPT content at scale. It's also going include like editing how to do like you know editing with different tools like surfer or auto blogging um yeah and it's going to be all about so it's going to go through like foundations of good content what makes good content how to get that good content from ai how to prompt properly how to edit and and uh stuff like that yeah amazing yeah all right thank you so much for joining the podcast yeah yeah if no people, problem this was great if people would like to reach out to you how can they find you? i'm kevin mang talk to me on facebook all right all right so m-e-n-g bye-bye see ya <laughs>